0: What is up out there, crew? Welcome to the Pew Pew News. Episode number two It is August 30th, 2021. And we're recording this live, if you remember from last episode. So every Monday, you can join us uh, over on the YouTube or the Facebook uh, and participate before and after the recording. Or you can hang around in the podcast, audio podcast world, in the replay world. That's fine. Uh, If you want to participate, remember that, as always, the uh, comments are down below. Got uh, three for you. Typically, we're going to go through three things uh, Night Going to be super salty. So, we're going to start with sweet. We're going to c- tackle the salty topic that is liable to get a lot of people's um, jock straps, panties, briefs, whatever you want to call them, in a wad. Uh, and then we'll end uh, off the uh, evening, of the podcast recording. Uh, what's up today? I'll say uh, a little sweet. So uh, gonna go in kind of a reverse order almost from last week and you never know in what order we're gonna tackle things either. So uh, yeah, let's start out with a little bit of the uh, industry insider tonight. And for this one, I want to talk about uh, Kiapa. I want to take a look at something that came on my radar not too terribly long ago from Kiapa. Now, when I say Kiapa, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Probably the Rhino, right? Uh, secondary to the Rhino, maybe some of their uh, 22 variants, the uh, the M9 or the 1911 or something like that, that Kiapa does. I think they also do some... Um, what like some m1 carbine variants in 22 or something like that uh of uh, several things uh, i think rhino though at least for me when you hear kiapa you you think rhino but something come across my radar and that's something uh for me anyway it's pretty doggone amazing uh and it's the uh fas 6007 the fas 6007 and uh, i know We're basically in the audio podcast world. So you get a chance. Definitely look that up again, the FAS6007. And it is a straight up competition style, competition ready to the max uh, 22. Um, For a lot of people, you may think, well, that's ugly or whatever. And I guess just depending on general purpose, it's not something set up for concealed carry, obviously, or anything like that. But in a competition sense, uh, definitely in a, get the job done as far as bullseye and pinpoint accuracy and stuff like accuracy and stuff like that. Uh, amazing. You can tell from, uh, the design on it, from the way that the frame's set up to that deep cut in the grip, uh, to the palm swell there on the grip, uh, the adjustable sights, just you name it on this thing, uh, pretty doggone amazing. And, and I was, um kinda of floored when I seen this because when you think Kiappa, except for the rhino, you really don't think a lot of high end stuff. And, you know, just taking a look at this, I mean this thing, uh, the looks on it anyway rival a lot of the high end uh stuff that you see from um who am I thinking? From like Walther. Uh, and uh, Hammerly and, and some of those other ones. Uh, so going down and just going through some of the specs on this thing real quick, let's take a look at it. Uh, it is the FAS6007, 6007, FAS6007. 6007. Shows an MSRP of 1630, which I, I get it from most people. You're like, oh, 1630 for a 22. understand MSRP usually a little bit, a little if not a lot higher than what uh, you know actual retail is. But uh, when you're talking about... Straight-out competition-style setup. Uh, You know, that doesn't get crazy. You don't believe me. Go price some competition stuff. Uh, It is, obviously, 22 long rifle, semi-automatic, obviously. Uh, Barrel length, uh, 5.63, so a little over five and a half inches. Uh, Capacity is five rounds, which uh, if you shoot very much slow-fire, bullseye-type stuff, uh, that's plenty for that uh, type of a setup uh obviously it's a detachable box magazine trigger system uh is a totally an adjustable setup the position the weight and the pre-run uh all adjustable which is pretty freaking awesome uh again with the grips uh, adjustable right-handed match walnut um which you've got several adjustments with the palm swell and stuff like that. Two position front sight, which is really kind of interesting. Uh, And I guess that's more for a quick transition to various distances or something like that. Uh, And then we've got a rear sight with adjustable window. Which is more or less a uh, the hooded portion. Uh, elevation and windage got a manual safety weight, comes in unloaded, of course, at 2.3 pounds, overall length at 13.3. Uh, material is aluminum receiver. I think that's a duh with uh, steel components and barrel. And then the finish is, of course, anodized uh, gray and, and anodized black. But uh, again, we, we're taking a look, obviously, as we record this, uh, and you're invited to go take a look if you're out there in the. Uh, audio podcast world or whatever just uh, google the fas 6007 uh pretty doggone sweet setup wanted to put that on folks radars i mean if you're looking uh, at getting into uh the sure enough uh precision pistol game and i've looked a lot of the walters and the hammerleys and stuff like that over the years in fact recently uh was eyeballing a hammerly and it wasn't a straight up competition model like this, uh, nearly as fancy as this FAS 6,007. Uh, but it was like eight or 900 bucks. Uh, and was seriously considering that and, uh, you know, seeing this FAS 6,007, I'm glad I didn't pull the trigger. Uh, this is something that I definitely would like to, uh, get my hands on and, and experience one day. Uh, so my question, I guess, as we kind of close out this, uh, uh, inside industry segment would be that if anybody out there has some competition level stuff like this uh, competition level as far as bullseye where precision goes in that uh, 22 genre uh, yeah hit me up if you're out there live we can talk about it after we get done recording but if you uh, are in replay use the comments below and, and let's talk about it because um, I, I've, I've steadily been in the market for for something like this i just think it is. Totally freaking cool. Uh, And with that, that is uh, the suite that's going to lead us into Community Corner. uh, And we are about to get salty. So uh, everybody hang on and uh, let's do that. All right. As promised, we are going to get salty now. Uh, remember that uh, once this is over, we still got one more segment to go. I promise you that and it will be sweet. It'll be fun. Um, and I want to start out this with a few caveats that should go without mentioning. Um, number one, I'm going to be I'm going to speak from off the top of my head. I'm going to be speaking from the heart on this. I've really got no notes. Um, and I'm doing that for a reason. I'm doing that because this is truly the way I feel. I think it's a serious issue. And I want to be genuine, as genuine as possible about it. And if I scripted something, I don't think it would just, I don't think it would have the same feel. Now, the title uh, of this podcast, at least a portion of it, is Are You a Liar uh, or a Hypocrite or Both? Notice I didn't put or neither <laughs> because this this is where the caveats come coming to play. Um, I think that being a liar and being a hypocrite, I think, are part of the human equation. And I think we're all susceptible to that. So as I'm talking tonight, um, if your ears are burning, then first of all, I'm sorry. Maybe you need to reflect on yourself and your life a little bit. Um, But I'm speaking in very general terms as to humanity. There's there's times when I'm a liar and there's times when I'm a hypocrite. Now, hopefully I can correct the record and I could admit to that when those times happen. Uh, And so that's why we need to have these conversations sometimes, I think, is to keep people in check and keep people's heads from getting so big um, that they don't feel the need to check themselves before they wreck themselves, so to speak. Um, And one thing, what prompted this is, and I'm showing a, a little screenshot here live. Again, this has nothing to do with whoever posted this particular thing we're looking at. So it's irrelevant to the audio world. But I've got to describe this. And it's an obvious firearm. It's a Taurus G3C. It's an obvious firearm. Um, They're doing a review and unboxing, something like that. And it's tagged as new airsoft. So obviously, this person is a liar. There's no way around it. This person is a liar. Now, why is this person a liar? Okay, let's chase this for a minute because it's not about the person. Again, this is not on any one individual. We're all guilty, and we need to dissect all of this and understand what's going on. So this person's a liar. Well, why have they become a liar? Well, they've become a liar because they don't feel that policies on said platforms are fair. But here's the problem. Because said platform has a policy that they can't do whatever they want with firearms, And they turn around and they lie about said firearms, thinking that's okay. And that's a way to get around the policy. But here's the rub. Here's the problem in what somebody, not necessarily this person, because there's tons and tons of people that do moronic, let's face it, stuff like this. The problem is, by them lying... And saying that this is the new Airsoft, when it's by any accounts and anybody that's any kind of educated and knows, it's not. They're being deceptive. And by being deceptive, guess what? They're violating a totally other, pot, other part of policy on these platforms. Every single platform you own has a policy with deceptive practices and scams and, and things like that. And straight up lying to people like this falls under that category. So when you get your stuff pulled because you're being a liar, here's where the hypocrite part comes into play. Because you're being a liar, are you going to turn around? Now what are you going to blame? Because they didn't delete this because you're it's, it's a firearm. They deleted it because you're a liar. But you're going to claim and you're going to tell people, most likely should that happen, that, oh, they just hate firearms and they've deleted it. So as a viewer out there and a follower, you guys need to be aware of some of the shenanigans and the BS that goes on in the community. And I don't mind calling people out on it. That goes on in the community. The community is rampant with this this type of activity. And they rile you guys up and they gin you guys up into hating these platforms and having these preconceived notions on what is right and what is wrong and what policy says and what it doesn't right? And they do that so you can fund their bankroll. They do that so you can click their link. They do that for a bunch of different reasons. They're playing you, viewers, like a fiddle. So you guys are complicit. Viewers, listeners, I should say since we're in the podcast world mostly with this as we're recording. But you guys are totally complicit in this. You need to demand better. Period. End of story. So here's the thing. This also gets into the hypocritical thing because a creator does something like this and they they have the mentality that the ends justifies the means, right? So I'm going to claim, I'm going to lie and I'm going to claim this is airsoft. and It doesn't matter because my content will stay up. And so the ends of lying or the ends of keeping my content up justifies the means, which is me lying, me compromising my integrity by lying. Whatever effect I might have on policy, the platform, new firearm owners that don't know the difference or people that it could actually harm by having something like this. I'm going to overlook all that because the ends justify the means. Well, here's the thing. There's a lot of people out there probably listening to this, probably watching now, that consider themselves right wing, that consider themselves conservative. And what's one of the big things that all the right wings and the conservatives, they say, oh, the ends justify the means. That happens to be a line from a playbook from Saul Alinsky that the right always claims the left is using. The book that was dedicated to Lucifer. It's right outside of that. So when you practice stuff like this, talk about being a hypocrite. You practice ends justify the means. You're just as bad as the people you're blaming that are using the book as a playbook to go against you for the ends justifies the means. Humanity sucks is what I'm telling you people. And we all have the capacity to be liars and we all have the capacity to be to be hypocrites. And we've got to be able to call it out and we've got to be able to address it. and We've got to be able to talk about it. Like what causes these things? Like, I understand it's 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 policies that don't allow us to do anything and everything we want online. That's what causes us to do this stuff. But when we subscribe to the ends justifies the means, are we any better? That's the question. That's the question I want out there in the live chat as we record this. That's the question that I want down in the comments below in replay, whether you're watching replay or listening in podcast form, uh, wherever you're at, you can comment below. Does the ends surely justify the means? Is it worth compromising, you know, integrity or morals or whatever? Or should we be fighting the good fight? Should we be trying to defeat that human trait, that human characteristic? Right. That prompts us to win at all costs, to lie, to be shady, to whatever we got to do to get ahead, which is a human element should be trying to rise above that. Shouldn't we be? Shouldn't we be? And that's where I want the conversation to go. Now, another thing. That is a part of the hypocrisy and it plays all into this. And this is one thing where I hope there's a lot of viewers and listeners out there. that ears are burning right now because I want you to listen to this. I hope they're burning because hopefully they're burning. That means they're active and you're listening. We hear a lot about, oh, well, they're just sheeple. When we're pointing at the other side, and that could be any topic. It could be any topic. It could be a pro-2A, anti-2A topic. It could be a, it could deal with LGBTQ. It could deal with the Afghanistan incidents and, and shenanigans that's going on right now. It, it could be any topic. You pick it. Global warming, right? You pick the topic. Us versus them, whatever the capacity is. Um, and, The right side tends to always point at the other side and go, they're using emotions. They use emotions. See, they're using emotions. How many of you out there listening to this have said that? Look, they're preying on people's emotions. Do you realize that the YouTuber you just listened to that's telling you some crap about something that they have no clue how the something even works to be able to tell you what they're telling you to get you riled up is no different. And now they've roused you up, and they've got you all emotional. And what do you do? You go out to other people's feeds. You go out to other people's channels. You you go out in the community, and you spread and you spread that false gospel. You spread stuff. You spread that drama, and you spread that discontent, and you spread that emotion without checking yourself first and going, wait, hold on a minute. So this guy is talking about how these platforms and YouTube works and how they're against him and did or did or did. But historically, what kind of background does this guy have or who does this guy know that gives him any kind of clout to be able to claim? Because let me tell you something, just because you've got 10 million subscribers or 100,000 subscribers or whether you've got five subscribers don't mean you know jack about jack. There's tons of people out there in the world that can play a guitar The thing will melt, they are so good, and they've never once stepped on a stage or recorded an album or been in a rock band. There are people out there that can paint some of the most beautiful scenic pictures in this freaking world that will never have one single picture in a gallery or anything else. So, just because you've got numbers or you've got fame and fortune or whatever, that does not make you the foremost authority. And as viewers, listeners, colleagues, in my case, you have to earn my trust. You have to earn my trust by showing me your work. You have to earn my trust by showing me that what you're telling me is legitimate. And I'm here to tell you the vast majority of people that say these platforms are against them. These platforms are communistic. All they want to do is get rid of gun channels. Let me tell you the dirty little secret, especially since we're on YouTube uh, and we can talk about that real quick. If YouTube wanted us gone, if if and you don't understand a lick of technology and you're probably not even listening to this, let alone watching or, or commenting out there because you don't understand technology enough if you don't already know this. YouTube can get rid of anybody and everybody around any specific one-worded topic, let alone multi-worded topic, With literally the click of a button. So if they hated us and they wanted us gone, it would be really, really, really easy to do. Uh, And they've got plenty of scapegoats and things they could hide behind. Advertisers being the biggest to make that happen. Okay? So put yourself, you need to stop. Again, check yourself before you wreck yourself. And you need to realize that technology is not one guy on a phone that builds an app by himself that runs the world. When you're talking about these platforms, whatever the platforms might be, there are hundreds, if not thousands, if not tens of thousands of employees. There's trillions, billions, if not trillions, uh, when we're talking maybe equity, right, tied up in the infrastructure and stuff. These are huge enterprises, so huge that I get it. For the average person, not just viewer, listener, whatever, but also creator. For the average person out there, it's hard for you to comprehend how huge that stuff is. And then when you see things that happen, it's really easy to just go with the flow and blame it on, well, it's this. Oh, it's that. And I'm here to tell you, it's never that simple, no matter what you're talking about with these platforms. Um, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, they're all their own different animal. None are the same. But I can tell you that the fact that any of them run for more than five minutes without crashing is a modern marvel and a miracle. So just to summarize the salty portion, hopefully I haven't given uh, anybody out there a heart attack yet. Hopefully those blood pressure pills or that cinnamon paid off or they got salty on this one tonight. But um, hopefully the takeaway of this is literally, check yourself or you wreck yourself, is literally let's slow down before we get emotional like we point fingers oftentimes let's slow down before we get to that point let's analyze things including the person that's feeding us the information let's analyze some things and then let's use our own brains if we're talking about not being sheeple let's truly not being be sheeple right and so with that yeah we're going to move on we're going to have some fun because this next segment Uh, is one that hopefully y'all enjoyed last week. We're going to do it just a little bit differently this week. Uh, But here we go with uh, Guns on Films. Okay, let's kick it off. So for Guns on Films this week, (laughs) and I can't never say that right, but that's a throwback reference to uh, In Living Color, in case uh, you didn't know. But uh, we're going to actually talk about the firearm first, uh, and then we will kind of move into film and TV a little bit. And the reason I want to talk about the firearm first is to give... Folks out there, not only live as we record this, but in replay, a chance to comment down below and let me know while we're talking about this firearm if you recognize it from certain uh, films and, and TV, uh, and we can carry on the conversation from there. But what we're looking at here, uh, for those that uh, are live, what we're talking about, if you're in audio, is the Beretta M12, which is a submachine gun chambered in the 9 millimeter. Now, submachine gun, obviously we're talking... Uh, NFA regulation, it is fully automatic, yada, yada, yada. Now, this one, um, designed in the early 50s, the Beretta M12 was, and has undergone several different variations over the years. Uh, Did I mention it was blowback operated? I don't know if I did, but blowback operated. And in machine gun terms, let me know in the comments below or in the live chat Five hundred and fifty rounds a minute seems to be what I'm getting uh with info on the cycle rate on this thing. Um, but uh, you know, that seems slow to me. And so maybe it it's not as slow as it sounds, but that seems pretty slow. Um now I talked a second ago, I just said a minute ago that uh NFA now I did a little bit of homework looking into the Bretta M twelve and all of the variants, by the way. Uh and the way that uh NFA and um the Hughes Amendment and all that stuff works as far as ownership on on fully auto stuff. Tons and tons of regulations. Hashtag, hashtag remove the NFA, of course. Uh, but, uh, yeah, tons of stuff. Well, first of all, um, nothing as far as an M12 could be even be registered so that it's transferable, at least not to the individual. Dealer samples, maybe. But as far as to an individual, um, it would have to be made. Uh, obviously pre 86, right? Uh, which is entirely possible. There could be some out there, seeing that it was manufactured from about it was created in the early 50s and actually produced from the early 60s uh, on up. Um, but I could find no records of any that were transferable as far as individuals go. Um, now I did find some reference to some parts kits uh, for these, uh, that. Uh, we're kind of registered and, and transferable, but a parts kit is a little different thing than having the the complete animal. Right. Um, so odds of getting your hands on one of these at any amount of money, uh, I think is going to be super, super, super slim. Uh, but if you have one out there, I think you probably got something right for sure. Um, but uh, it, it's an interesting to say the least uh, firearm. I mean, it's, it's, it sort of looks like a, a a grease gun had a baby with a with a Ruger Mark One or something. Almost, it's it's a little bit crazy in the design. Now again, nine millimeter uh, utilizes a stick magazine, of course, twenty to I think up to forty rounds on that. Uh, and you know, as far as we talked last week a little bit about the firearm last week, the uh, Beretta M12 here, uh, obviously being Uh, A submachine gun has seen some action, some military action, uh, but not a whole lot. Uh, Not major use from the research that I did. Uh, Has seen some stuff with Vietnam, Libya, Afghanistan, Iran, uh, in some minor skirmishes and stuff like that. Uh, It has seen some limited use by a variety of different militaries. Uh, Italian militaries, I was reading French, uh, U.S., uh, so forth and so on. Uh, so that is our, our this is going to be our firearm anyway, for guns in films, the Beretta M12. So the question I asked earlier was, can you think of any uh, movies or anything else that um, you've seen the Beretta M12 submachine gun? And uh, there's a few that I want to talk about, kind of go old school, new school, in a way back and forth. But when we talk about film, uh, one that sticks out to me it's interesting because I think gun websites recently put out a video reviewing the mechanic um, movie. Now, the mechanic, with Charles Bronson anyway, the 1972 version, there is a newer version, uh, but the 1972 version of Charles Bronson does have the Beretta M12, uh, one of those in it. Uh, And if you're not familiar with that, uh, just read the, you know, read the movie poster. <laughs> they call him the mechanic. He has a hundred ways to kill and they all work. Right. So Charles Bronson, you know, it's going to be a vigilante assassin movie of some kind, if not a Western. Uh, and if you haven't seen the mechanic, the old school version for sure, I've never seen the new version. Let me know out there. Uh, I think that in the new version, Michael Statham or Jason Statham, I mean, uh, I think it might be, but um I kind of like the I kind of like the mechanic the 1972 version. Now fast forward to something a little newer with the Brad M. Twelve and the Dark Knight uh, in 2008. That's the Christian Bale, Heath Ledger, Gary Oldman, Michael Caine. Who am I missing? Morgan Freeman. Good Lord, at the actors in that right. Um, but um, that is the second movie I think the Dark Knight was the second movie from the uh, Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy. Uh, But you did have one of the henchmen or whatever in there uh, at one point. Look for that next time you watch The Dark Knight. That was using, um, yeah, that was using the Beretta M12. So when we move to TV, and we're talking old school, I mean, who doesn't remember, at least maybe that's my age, the the younger kids might not, uh, remember uh, uh, Don Johnson and and Philip Michael Thomas, Miami Vice, which uh, Miami Vice started in, what, 84? I think. Um, and there was multiple appearances to my knowledge of the, uh, M 12 off and on with different episodes in there. Uh, and more recently with the Mandalorian, Um, now with the Mandalorian, it was, had some, uh, visual modifications and things like they always do with star Wars movies and stuff that, but the Mandalorian with, uh, Pedro Pascal, um, the beretta m12 is also used in that just for reference so next time you're looking uh watching i should say the uh, old school mechanic with charles bronson the dark knight the mandalorian or Miami vice be sure you look for that uh, yeah be sure you look, you look for that beretta m12 and remember that hey i heard all about that on the uh pew pew news right so um With that, we're going to close out this episode of Pew Pew News. And when we do that, we'll, of course, be talking live with the folks on the YouTube side of things that hung around so patiently while we recorded. Uh, If you're in the uh, replay and the audio world, remember, you can join us every Monday. But uh, that's going to do it for this particular episode of the Pew Pew News. Again, if you want more, Join us on the live one Monday. As far as those that are listening live right now, watching live, hang tight. We'll be right back.